0: My number one album. Big shocker to me. Also folklore. Whoa. Are you ready to dive into all things Taylor Swift? Good for a Weekend is the ultimate podcast for any Swiftie. With new episodes dropping bi-monthly, as well as bonus episodes to give you real-time reactions to the latest rumors and news, it's your one-stop shop for all things T-Swift. We also love connecting with our fellow Weekenders, so be sure to connect with us on Instagram, Twitter, and or Discord to share all your Taylor thoughts. Good for a Weekend is available wherever you get your podcasts.
1: I know. Of course. is like it's a perfect album hello and welcome to the spark parade where i geek out with artists and entertainers about their cultural inspirations i'm adam Unz at spark parade on all social media thanks so much for joining me Uh, Coming up on today's show is my chat with rapper, singer, songwriter, and producer Pell about his spark of inspiration, Kanye West's legendary second album, Late Registration. It was so nice reminiscing about the rise of Kanye. Um, Yeah, this album is really when he became a superstar. It was before his mom died, before all of the tabloid bullshit, before all of the mental health issues reached a crisis point, and revisiting it now, it's just as good, if not better than I remembered, so this was a real treat. Also, Pell checks all the gold star guest boxes. Super talented, check. Super smart, check. Super engaged with and enthusiastic about the subject matter, check. This is a good one. So let's just uh, jump in, okay? Quick Pell Facts. Jared Pellerin, known professionally as Pell, is a rapper, singer, songwriter, and producer from New Orleans, Louisiana. He released his debut mixtape, Floating While Dreaming, in 2014, and followed that up with the Limbo EP in 2015. His latest project is Global Warming, a hyper-local collective of over 20 New Orleans-based artists and producers. They released Global Warming Volume 1 in February of this year. Uh, Quick Late Registration Facts. Late Registration is the second studio album by rapper and producer Kanye West, released on August 30th, 2005. It features guest contributions from Adam Levine, Lupe Fiasco, Jamie Foxx, and Patti LaBelle, among others. West's lyrics explore broader personal and political themes than on his debut album, including poverty, drug trafficking, racism, healthcare, and the blood diamond trade. It eventually reached sales of over 3.1 million copies in the United States and has been certified four Times Platinum. Okay. Consider yourself informed. Now that you got your background info, let's get to it. Here comes my chat with Pell about late registration. Do you remember being turned on to this album? I mean, this is one of those albums that's like, it's so huge. It was everywhere. It's not like, you know, you had to discover it, but um, did, uh, do you remember your first experience of it?
0: Yes. Uh, My first experience with it was... Um, going to Best Buy or no, going to FYE at the time. Um, mm. I right? Throwback for sure. Yeah. I don't even know if they're still open. <laughs> but, but, uh, no offense, but uh, it was like, it was funny because, um, or it was just ironic, not funny at all. Uh, Hurricane Katrina had happened the same year. Mm-hmm. So I had moved to Mississippi with my mom. And during that time, um, I remember like it was coming out in like five days or like, no, it was coming out. It was coming out soon. It was coming out like probably the next day or two days after uh, Hurricane Katrina. And I remember uh, going to FYE, going into my mom's car, the Camry Toyota Camry, bumping it with my brother. My brother actually had a car too. I think actually I was in my brother's car actually. And I was in my brother's car. We were listening to it and we were just like, "Oh my god, this is like the best album we've ever heard." Also, he had just done the George Bush doesn't care about black people, I hate so you know, my our minds are warped. You know what I mean? Where everything he's speaking is the gospel because just the timing of it all, man. And yeah. uh yeah, it was a huge album, but it was even bigger for you know anybody from New Orleans. I feel like I was paying attention to him at that point, like. It, it did something to us, our spirits to hear him speak on behalf of us when that situation was going on. So listening to the album, um, you know, hearing uh that that Bernie Mac, you know what I mean, uh the mm-hmm. intro, you know, was um incredible, you know, knew I'll go see you again. Like, you know <laughs> yeah. what I mean? Like it it definitely we're we're laughing, you know, uh from the jump and then, you know, heard him say comes on and, and things get serious and I just remember like feeling, I almost wanted to cry. I think I, I probably shed one tear when I first heard that record just because of how beautiful, you know, Adam Levine was on the track. And then just the message, man, like the messaging was so on point with how I felt as, you know, a middle class black kid that, you know, when I was, they put the lottery tickets just to tease us. Mm-hmm. And like, I'm just like, damn, like, you know, I'm coming from a family like, you know, my mom loves scratch offs, like, you know, my, like we, we used to go, they used to go to Vicksburg and stuff, get lottery tickets. And, um, it just, it just connected different, man. Like, you know, um, and then the outro to that I saw was beautiful. Yeah. Like, you know, all, all the different incorporation of instruments. I had never heard a record do that. Like personally, I had never heard this type of music. I'm also my first concert was like an sync concert. So like, <laughs> G shit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no strings attached to her. Yeah. But uh, you know, like I think so I like I had never heard also like there's still that pop sensibility
1: mm-hmm. in,
0: in some of the records where it's just like everything felt kind of anthemic. And there were deeper cuts, obviously. But like, you know, you think about Gold Digger, you think about um Touch the Sky, you think like those are like, oh my God, I'm like on top of the world. Yeah. Yeah, it's a lot.
1: Yeah. It's- um just just briefly, this is a digression, but I just want to get back to Toyota Camrys because I, I, my family always had a Toyota Camry when I was growing up. So we can have a separate <laughs> podcast um, you know, talking about the experience of growing up with a Camry. Um, it's
0: either that or the Volvo. You got to choose one. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's a progression, really. Actually, we started with the Volvo station wagon, upgraded to the Camry because, you know, the Camry going to last you 20 years.
1: Yeah, yeah. All <laughs>
0: exactly. oh, for it. All exactly. oh, Yeah, uh, yeah. But that, yeah, man, like, I think one of the most beautiful parts of that record to me was Drive Slow and like the whole storytelling part of that. Mm. I I loved bits and pieces of it. Like, you know, I was talking about how his homie, like kind of looked out for him so that like people wouldn't pick on him. It's like, I was a new kid in my situation in Mississippi. And it was like, oh yeah, like I had people vouch for me without even knowing me to kind of like solidify who I would call friends and then like also like create that community in a new space. And it's like I just related immediately um to that record and just the 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 beat, the groove, Paul Wall, what it do. Yeah. Like, ugh. Like it was just so cool. My car is like a movie. My car is like a crib. I got more TVs out here where I live. And I was just like, oh my God. Like yeah. when I tell you everything this man said felt like the gospel. Mm-hmm. it was incredible and then you know even a shout out to tony williams for that record too like all the background vocals that i heard on there was just it was it was sensational to to have you know the type of accompaniment like his like kanye's vocals always going cut through you know what i mean and mm-hmm. the production is nice but like the everybody else that was on it was just as good if not better and brought something to the table yeah and i don't remember before that project kind of listening to albums in a similar way to try to catch things like that or like try to see like, you know, um, the feeling like I never, ever felt before. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Better like, never Orientation. like, and everything was on topic on subject, right? Like, you know, like, cause I'd say like the opposite of that is like what I was listening to before, which is Wayne which is like when everything is like, it's not random because it all connects in a way. I don't know how his mind works, but it always connects. Yeah. But like there was that kind of like, you know, bar mentality where it's like you bar them up, like bar after bar after bar and they don't have to really be related. Like right. it's it's just like the shock value of it. But when you take a record like this, um, you got like, you just have storytelling and mm. you have such a, a thorough storytelling that it doesn't just lend itself to like, you know, a song by song. It's like the interludes, you know, there's certain things that yeah. like I mentioned that, that um, the bridge in that song, like, or the breakdown in that song with Tony on uh, We Major, like, there's certain things like that where it's like, oh, he didn't have to bring it back to the subject matter of the album, but he did. And it's right. like, you know what I mean? It. it I think that as artists and, and I I'm, I'm just speaking for myself, but like, you always want your first to be like your last and your last to be like your first. But it felt like with him, he took it, he, he embodied that and, and didn't lend it to just one song. It was every part of the project, bro. Like this, this shit is crazy.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, it's so complex. There's so many, you can take each individual element, you know, the musicianship, the collaborators, the, the Mm. rhymes, Um, each song is an individual and every element artwork. Absolutely. And it's like, uh, to me, one of the biggest parts of Kanye's genius is being able to set and identify trends to Mm -hmm. predict like the, the, where the, where music is going or to um, help to shift the course of where music is going. But then also to be able to find people to collaborate with who are so totally unexpected. It's like, you know, John Bryan, who, oh, you know, ha, ha, legendary. who would have expected that? But like somebody who's done film scores and somebody who's, you know, mostly worked with like white indie artists, never produced any hip hop at all before. And Kanye, in his mind, is like, I want that cinematic feeling on my album And that's what I'm looking for. And just like the complete divergence from the sound of the first album, from the, you know, the beats that he'd been producing, the, the sound that he was, had become famous for. And he was just like, shut that down and completely shifted direction and shifted the, the way that people make music. And it wasn't just hip hop. It's like, it's all popular music had, you know, this, this like cataclysmic event. And also I just have to say, it's so rare there's like my idea of a perfect album is something that you can listen to all the way through. No skips. Just like it, you can, you can live in that world and not want to you just, just get totally absorbed in it. Like I, I, you know, in listening to it in preparation for for this interview, I think I've heard Diamonds from Sierra Leone too many times. Uh So that's the one track that's just like, because it was so Everywhere, it's still totally amazing. It's still super brilliant. Yeah. But um, everything else, I'm, I'm just like as absorbed by it as I was the first time that I heard it. And uh, also, what you said about that Adam Levine um, vocal, I don't, I don't particularly like uh, Maroon Five. Like, I, or I'm not, a, I'm not a fan. I like they, they're yeah. okay. And that song about Jane
0: was like You're home. that. Like, yeah, that was legendary to me. But yeah. I, I, feel it, I, feel it, I feel it. Yeah,
1: but I, I and I just like the way that his voice sounds on this album was like i couldn't believe that it was him It it's so the way that that kanye like the, that collaboration you know and there's this famous story of them like writing the song on a plane and yeah, yeah, um, yeah you know all that stuff but uh yeah just just like being able to say yes this sound or this this person who's never sung in this way in this like it, his voice has never sounded this way before, but I can hear that that's what I need for this song.
0: Right. And, and like you're talking about, like in terms of identifying trends and also identifying where things are going it, it, enough to have your input and also shift or like shift that, that course or trajectory of pop music, especially in this rap music and blending it with what was pop music at the time, like a movie five, you know what I mean? That's something that people... Don't think to do. And I think the juxtaposition of, of that alone, like being the, the first record or the first track on the record is like, is just brilliant. Like when you think about how, like you said, he, he utilized people for their talents, but put them in a completely different environment. I think that that's something that all artists really like should want to do. And I think that that's what makes a perfect album. It's, it's, the the surprise of it all right like it's you you can you know what to expect from a kanye record it's going to be great it's going to be carefully thought out and meticulous but like the surprises like an adam levine like an introduction even kind of to me with uh lupe fiasco like Mm. and oh my god one of one of my favorite lupe verses too like quiet is kept you know what i mean like that i think is 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 something that makes this project stand out to me? Is like there is a kind of blend between showing love to the past and while still bringing up like you know I, I think Lupe is the best example of that, but like a little bit more of the current and the future sound of in that
1: case Chicago, right, but, right, and just things like the skits, you know, like that, oh, the, come uh, on, like bro. the this Gray, think, like
0: those skits, bro, right. Broke, I broke. We ain't got yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Come on. If I, I got the only clothing on, and yeah. it's like he did that at perfect times on the album too. Because I think if you if you think about how as the track list goes down, uh, the subject matter gets more serious. Mm-hmm. I think mm-hmm. that like you have to have those points of comic relief. Yeah. You know. I think a lot of times Kanye albums are comedic tragedies. Mm-hmm. You know, and I think like he does a really good job at providing that comic relief in a lot of those records, like even, you know, this is a separate, like uh, a separate album, but like the yay album, like, mm-hmm. you know, what I mean, like the premeditated murder type of song, like, come mm-hmm. on, like that, that that's wild, but it's also like a little comical. Mm-hmm. And I think in this record, he didn't do that as, as much on every individual record, but made up for it. And obviously, he still got the sense of humor. I think mm-hmm. all my favorite rappers have the greatest sense of humor. And mm-hmm. he is no different. And I think with the skits and what D-Ray is doing, it was like, ah, man, it was just perfect. Because it was on point and it was yeah. also on, on like theme. You know what I mean? Right.
1: And-, and it doesn't take you out of it. It's like, it's these little flashes of humor, but it's not like off topic and it's not um something that that feels out of place it's like it it all integrates seamlessly with with everything else that's happening so no i
0: I agree i agree and and i think like going back to the orchestration of everything um and i'm mad i i missed uh he had that hollywood bowl performance with like 808s like i remember there was like a late orchestration uh around circling around or whatever too which was like you know obviously like orchestras playing these music I, I, I think that he entered into like a different stratosphere of where hip hop could be taken with this record. Cause mm-hmm. like we talked about with like college dropout or the record before, I think it still had that backpack kind of like Rockefeller type sound in, in, in a way. But with this, it was so expansive that you couldn't help but want to know where it could go next because there was so much information given in this record. There's, like, yeah. so much information that you can live with. Like, there's a song for yeah, everything, like, even, like, Roses. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. come on. Like, I'm just like, that one, exactly. that one hurt me. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I, God. Yeah.
1: And that's, again, like, these collaborators where it's this chance encounter with Patti LaBelle and having, like, you know, it's a testament to, like, how much his fame and power was growing that people are instantly like, of course, I'll you know I'll, I'll jump on this this record, but it's like having this thing that's it's like it's an uncredited appearance on the album as well. That's right. like which I, is wild. And hearing it, I was like, that sounds like Patti Labelle. Wouldn't it be crazy to <laughs> <like>, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it, and
0: it's crazy that it's uncredited, but it also speaks to the idea or like artists also having. The, your ideas being like your biggest form of social currency yeah. also amongst other artists like if i have a great idea and i present it to a great artist if they're like true to form about their crap they're gonna support it you know what i mean if they can and if they have the time and like like you, these chance encounters all it's it, t- it took a perfect storm for all this to happen but also i think it, it just speaks to the genius of like getting out your ideas like This, a lot of people may have wanted to do before. I don't even know. Like, you know, her had ideas of like, you know, telling similar stories and getting a big group of people together to help those dreams come true. But I think the way that he communicates throughout the record and in his lyrics, as well as, you know, sonically with the instrumentals and the skits and everything, I can only assume that that's the same type of energy that's in the session, Right. you know? And, And that's that's what artists feed off to make something this great, I would want if I was like you know insert like if I'm common yeah I, I, like like insert any, any rapper on this yes I've done songs with YAY before but if I'm hearing the vision of this project there's no mm-hmm. way I'm not gonna be a part of it. like right. there's no way that and and like I just think that uh the features the fe- yeah. the amount of features too mm-hmm. the amount of features was something that a lot of rap artists don't do because it's, it's a certain sense of pride. Like, no, this is my record. You're going to hear my voice over everything. And I don't want that chance for somebody to, to come in and like, you know, steal your attention or steal my thunder. You know what I mean? But
1: none of it overshadows him. It's, it's all, it's done. So the balance is so perfect um, Mm -hmm. that, you know, it feels like all of those voices belong, but it's still very much, a Kanye album. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Even like, you know, that was the first time, like him, him and home, Bar for Bar, man, that was the first time I was like, oh, all right. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I'm coming from, you know, Black Album and like, you know, Reasonable Doubt, Blueprint, like listening to that Hov and like hearing him on this record, I was like, oh, Kanye actually a rapper that you can tell your friends who love rap and love you know, New York culture at the time and like the, the MCs that we listened to from up north, like, no, no, no. He can hold his own. Like, no, like there's no question. Yeah. He makes really good songs and like, yeah, y'all know gold digger, like for sure Jesus walks and all that before it. But no, no, no. This man is barring people up too. And it's on, it's, it's on topic. It's uh pertinent to like what's going on. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Diamonds is, I mean, that's like, right. that that's one of the top for me top 10 records importance wise in hip hop
1: yeah i well and and that's the thing is like the the layers of meaning as well like kanye is really good at personal storytelling you know talking about his mother and it's like something that's very unique to his experience but then also talking about broader social issues global stuff that's like he brings the personal into that but addressing blood diamonds and uh, conflict diamonds in a a massively popular song, a huge single and like bringing those ideas to the forefront and using that like Shirley Bassey sample uh, to, as the hook. It's like, yeah, it's, it's so, it's so crazy. His his mind is just like thinking in 20 different directions at the same time.
0: (laughs) I know, right? And he put me on to, uh speaking of like samples and stuff, like uh, I feel like I became more in tune with digging, like not even fully crate digging, but like before there was a who com or whatever, like trying to find out or like even from my parents out here, like I didn't know that that was a Curtis Mayfield song. Like I didn't know that at first, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like before Touch the Sky, or I didn't know like, you know, Gil Scott, you know, mm, Aaron, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. That yeah. yeah. That, that was him. You know what I mean? I'm just like, eh, like, you know what I mean? Like, and I'm f- like really incredible artists that were before my time that I wouldn't have, I had, I, I have MTV. I have all these other things distracting me from that past of like, you know what I mean? Um, and, and I thought that that was very interesting how he integrated so much of the past into his music and, It's kind of like a sure thing, you know what I mean? Like, Mm -hmm. that's what I love about sampling in general. Like, there's already a formula for the music that you're sampling that made it work and made it resonate with you. And whether it's big or small, you know what I mean? That kind of allows, it's almost like a cheat code, you know what I mean? It kind of, it's kind of like, it's already there. So I know how people, there's, I know how people who like music that like I make or that we all collectively listen to you can't deny it. It, it. it makes it even more undeniable. And I think, you know, like the, the whole record is full of those cuts that and those samples that, you know, are, are from hits are, are from, uh, e- even if they're more obscure are from great artists that are, are revered. So it's kind of like, how can you not fuck with it? <laughs> like, how can you not?
1: Yeah. And it's also like the songs that he's sampling, it isn't just, oh, that sounds nice and it'll sound nice under the track that I'm writing – it's like there's intentionality behind, uh, you know, using the meaning of the original song and reinterpreting that in his own music, which is crazy. And it's also <laughs> in in preparation for this, I came across this thing that uh, this Australian nerd did where he was like talking about Kanye's beats per album and how many beats he was making for other artists at the time of each album and how much sampling was done for each album. And this album is like far in a way his most prolific period in terms of you know creating beats for other artists creating um beats for his own albums sampling all of those other things so it's like this time period where he was really forging his identity as an artist as well and and experimenting and you know that never really stopped but it was at this time when it still felt like he was really successful but he still had something to prove like the the reviews for the the first album were a little sniffy it's like who is this producer oh it's cute that he's trying to rap but like mm, (laughs) we'll, we'll see how this goes um and this was the album that really like solidified his place as one of the greats
0: and it's hard to do like a follow up too. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. The sophomore yeah. Yeah. School. Yeah. I think that like that anytime you, you it once again expand from like w- what a great idea is and also have a theme that carries on to not, that's not just isolated to this album that is, uh, shown in like a trajectory, right? Or that trilogy, if you will, like with the, uh, you know, college dropout registration, graduation and stuff like that. You know what I mean? There's that intensity to, I think the listener to, to pay attention. And I think that's that's one thing that resonates with this album. Like obviously there's all good music. And I think even at a time like this in 2021, a lot of people are making great music, a lot of thorough music, a lot of like conceptual music. But um, I think the, the way that you can captivate people for a string of time is by like being consistent past just one album and being consistent with everything. And that's why it makes sense for them to be that prolific during this period, because it, it, I, I can only imagine how many records it took to, or like how many beats, how many Lucy's, how many just like scratch records and everything that it took to have this defined of project, because a lot of people add their fluff or like whatever they already are going to make. And especially because this is like a big budget production, you know what I mean? You don't want anything to go to waste, but that can also reveal itself in ways where like, a record seems undone, but it was like you had all the studio time that you paid for and like all these people are in the room and you're using a lot of these different influences. So you have to come out with something. you know what I mean? It doesn't feel forced though. Like none of this feels forced for, for how hard it, it, it was to make this happen. You know what I mean? And how many different characters, personas, just different like disciplines of talent, you know what I mean? That are part of this. It's incredible that there was no wasted space right like you know what I mean like I don't know how to because because you would assume that there's just like things that wouldn't click you know what I mean or like just overall and I think him and John Bryan like definitely is the nucleus of that idea of like this shouldn't work but it does and right Right. (laughs) and I, I don't I think like I read somewhere that they like they never really even argued about like the records except for like probably like once like about like one one song on there like Mm. you wouldn't even be able to tell bro like you like everything is so perfect
1: yeah and and also like having a vision having like ideas of what he wants the album to be but then having these like chance encounters with adam levine with patty labelle and immediately being able to just go yep Suck that in. That's another. That you know, like I've got, I've got the place for this. So having vision, but also having the ability to like adapt on the fly, and being so hungry. He's like a sponge. He's always trying to find the the next way to challenge himself, and it makes me think about like again, you know, getting slightly off topic, but like 808s and heartbreak, where. Before that album came out, everybody was like laughing at him and being like, "Oh my God, he's gone off the rails. This is going to be a piece of shit. Nobody wants to hear him singing." Blah blah blah. Uh-huh. And then he comes out, and it's like, not only is it this amazing, like era-defining album, but it influences all the rest of popular music, and you can still hear that sound today. Yeah, I, I think that's wild. Who's who's
0: your who's your favorite ver- who's your favorite uh, feature verse on this?
1: Oh. Uh, hmm. I don't know. That's like for somebody who has a podcast based around asking people to pick their favorite, I have <laughs> a really, I, I, you know, I could not be a guest on this show picking favorites. It's like, especially with an album like this, where the whole thing is so amazing. It's so like, I'm overwhelmed by listening to it. Every time I listen to it, it's, it's really hard to, to pick specifics. I mean, do, do you have a favorite verse?
0: Yeah. I mean, not a verse, but just feature is oh, Jamie, yeah. Fox. Jamie Fox. Jamie Foxx, it's too, it's too fucking good. And I think it's good for like Kanye as well. The idea of like how he create digs and like how, you know, you have this Ray Charles sample, but I mean, obviously like the, the sample would be one thing, but it's like, who is during that era, like playing Ray Charles literally in a movie and who in that era, can emulate any other artist, can do any impersonation of any artist, can literally manipulate his voice to do whatever. Yeah. It's the perfect feature for a, a producer like Kanye. Like, you know what I mean? It's like, oh, I don't have, I can't get Ray Charles to sing on it's like, you know, luckily, you know, he had Patty LaBelle or in, insert any other legend that was a part of the project. I But the next best thing is like my homie and, you know what I mean, is 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 able, is accessible. You know what I mean? And, and I think that that, that feature, that collaboration, and for what it did anthemically to, to rap music and like or j- just crossover in terms of the genres between making that pop and like catchy hook that mm-hmm. anybody can sing. Like I, you see women singing it and men singing you know, it, right. you know what I mean? Even the people that can't say the N-word, you know what I mean? She ain't messing with no broke, broke. You know what right. I mean? Like it's like the radio edit, you know? like. Right. It, it was a beautiful time for, for music. I feel like to hear a song like that be as popular as it was mm-hmm. knowing that Ray Charles and like, you know what I mean? That era of music is, was so far in the past that at, at that point, you know what I mean? It, it yeah. was beautiful to, sh- to see that love.
1: Yeah. And like that, the ability to say the sample would not be quite right. It, I, what I want the song yeah. to sound like, like the lyrics need to be, Specific to this song, so it has to be record, re-recorded and has to be specific to that. But also, you know, this is like a song that he tried to get to Shauna, and oh wow, um, so it was like written I didn't know for that a he woman,
0: Shauna. Like, what? Yeah,
1: so he rewrote it from a, a man's perspective. Um, I, I, just the, uh, I don't know if it's the the whole thing or just the the hook.
0: Oh, okay, it probably was the hook.
1: But yeah, so that stuff as well. It's it's crazy, and it just like adap- again, adapting and. His mind's like always running a million miles a minute, trying to like figure out the the way to make all these sounds, the way to make all these ideas fit together. It's like genius. That's real. Yeah.
0: That's real. I think. Uh, yeah. I think that that's like that story is great because I think overall, just that record, I feel like test the time. If we were outside right now, that record still plays. Like yeah. you know what I mean? Like, like that's and I think there's a couple other records probably from the album that well. You know, now that I think about it, that might be, like, the main one that still is played, like, mm-hmm. that is the main one that still played, like, outside in, in yeah. a different way, you know what I mean? Everything else is more, to me, like, cruising music. But, yeah, 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 yeah. But I think that that record is so special, bro, because it's, yeah. it's multi-generational yeah. without even having to be, like, it's a rap song for sure, but people, you don't have to be a fan of rap to sing along to that. You yeah, know what I mean? yeah, and, yeah. And having the N word in the chorus, like, and still it being like a, a platinum hit, like that's oh, yeah. Chef's kiss. Like, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yes. yeah, not everybody yeah. can do that. Not everybody can do that. You know, yeah. and and I think uh, that that one's that one's definitely. If I had to say, I don't want that to be my favorite from the record. I think my favorite would probably be Hey Mama. You know, oh, um, yeah, just because of the everybody loves their mom. Yeah, I'm, I'm like, yeah, that is yeah. Great. Uh, but like the dedication mm-hmm. and the relationship that they had, you know, yeah. and him putting that in record format is, is, something that rappers do, but I think as far as how he like described her and how he did like also had just showing her off during like yeah. his whole ascension to like, you know what I mean? Like a lot of people talk about like, oh my mama, like, you know what I mean? But don't like, bring her to the sessions, don't right. bring her, to the, like you know what I mean? And it's like that, like in knowing that, cause we all did, because I was a part of his life at that point was like, she was really the closest to him. Like, not just because she was his mom, but because she was like his best friend. And like hearing that in the record is, is different when you hear that in a record, you know what yeah. I mean? It's not like, this is my mom and she like gave birth to me. So I, I appreciate her for that. Like, or like single mom, like doing this for me, mm-hmm. like, where Whereas we may have heard that before, I think there was something special about how off record, you know, uh, their relationship was. So like listening yeah. to that one was, was beautiful. Yeah. yeah. And, and it's a good way to close the record too. I yeah. Think.
1: Yeah. And, and like. Totally heartfelt, but not cheesy, and like a good song—a song that you—it's not like, oh, this is the one about his mom. That's like, it's sweet, but no, <laughs> it's just, yeah, it's like it—it it fits again, fits into the 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 um, album overall, and doesn't stand out as like, oh, this is the token gesture. He's just trying to be nice to his mom. It's like, no, it fits. No, no. If you followed thing. any
0: of his career, this is like yeah it was just yeah it was beautiful and also during that time i me and my brother were living with my mom in in mississippi so it was like even that type of connection was was more special because of my home environment at the time too it was was
1: special yeah um i think that is a very nice note to end on um
0: definitely (laughs) so
1: thank you so much this was really really wonderful um I, i love talking about this album and i love talking about albums that I love with people who love them too. So um, this was, this was really great.
0: Yo, thank you so much, man. uh, Then
1: we'll we'll talk soon, brother. Yeah. Take care. Thank you so much. All right, brother. Bye-bye. What a great guy, right? Thanks again to Pell for talking to me. Global warming. Volume one is available to stream and download right now, wherever you stream and or download. Okay. Um, quick little cultural inspiration of the week from me. I revisited another sophomore album this week that I absolutely love, which is Erika Badu's Mama's Gun. Oof, it is so good! This was the time period when it really felt like she was coming into her own. She was exploring and stretching, but she was still making fantastic, memorable tunes. Uh, After this album, she kind of drifted into 20-minute meandering songs that didn't have much song structure. But this album was right in the sweet spot between commercial and experimental for me. So give that a little listen this week. And that's really it. Tell all of your friends, every single one of them, to listen to and download and subscribe to this show, please. And other than that, just have a great week. Take care of yourself. Look both ways when you cross the street. And until next time, bye. -bye.
0: Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich.